So, hey everybody, uh, it's Shayla editing the podcast right now. Uh, it turns out that we didn't film our intro or our land acknowledgement. You might be able to hear my cat in the background, um, but I'm just going to read the land acknowledgement out now and then introduce everyone who's talking today. So, we respectfully acknowledge that we are on the traditional territory of the Miss- Mississauga Anishinaabe. We offer our gratitude to the First Nations for their care for and teachings about our earth and our relations. May we honor those teachings. Um, so the voices you'll be hearing today are mine, Shayla, uh, Donna Mae, Alicia, and Nicole. We are the four girls who are making up Black Girls Chatter. Hope you like. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> Before we start with anything, I think it's important to ask everyone, how are you feeling right now? How are you guys feeling with everything going on? In general? Just in like general. In like, how do you feel? Like, we've got a lot on our plates right now. I know. Yeah. Personally, like, I'm extremely overwhelmed, but then I'm, like, kind of glad to be overwhelmed at the same time mm-hmm. because it's, like, you need to be overwhelmed because yeah. we're making good, like we're making change in the world, but yeah. it still doesn't take from the fact that it's very mentally exhausting, right? Yeah. 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 I always think to myself, I'm just like, ugh. But then I'm like, no, you have to do it for like a good cause. Like you're exactly. doing it for a good yeah. reason. Like you exactly. have to do this for life, you know? Exactly. We're doing it. Exactly. Oh god. I have iced coffee if you want one. <laughs> I'll just run and get water. Okay. How are you feeling, talking. Nicole? Um honestly I feel okay right now but mm-hmm. usually I'm just like anxious mm-hmm. yeah is it kind of like triggering when you go on social media and stuff like that as well I don't know it really depends what I see like mm-hmm. if it's good things and mm-hmm. it's fine and yeah you feel like empowered but if it's like there'll just be like videos and no one like will say like this has like something exactly like a it. trigger warning mm-hmm. like everyone's like, just yeah no okay. I think we should be able. yeah like yeah. I feel like we should do more trigger warnings exactly yeah we were honestly talking about that too, how um, it's very, very anxiety provoking when you open up a video without any context yeah. and then it's somebody like losing their lives or getting injured yeah. in a very serious way. It's it's kind of hard to deal with. You yeah. know, I've been seeing people say like, we know what that is. So we, we don't have to see another video yeah. about it. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just trauma. Or at, least, or at least put a trigger warning in yeah. so we know what we're about to get into, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was feeling okay about everything. Like, I was feeling really empowered the past couple of weeks just seeing everyone turn out. And it's like, they're going on 20 something days now in the States protesting, yeah, which yeah. was making me feel really good. But then lately, every time I open social media, they're like, another black man has been lynched. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, whew. Yeah. I can't even, I, I haven't even gone on social media at all today because it's, it's absolutely it's way too yeah. overwhelming. It's yeah. overwhelming, yeah. I restarted my Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really it's did. Like, I need to restart yeah. Yeah. fresh from just like everything. I want to exactly. see what I want to see. Yeah. But like even the retweets from like low-key white people that I see, it's just like, it's yeah. a lot. I don't know. It's I so want much. like a good feed that like I can laugh at. Mm-hmm. I have enjoy. a private Twitter account where I have a poor private twitters no okay. matter no, no matter the, the church, social like, media platform donna may has like eight i have yeah. a bunch of accounts on it. but my private years. twitter is my pure joy mm-hmm. it's just like what i want to see it's jokes literally it's like, nobody follows yeah. you I'm a troll. i have two I'm a followers troll. yeah i respond to anyone's tweets Me. i just do whatever i just love I the friends. luxury of a private twitter account yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's get into it. Let's start talking about some things that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that are a little hard. So, for instance, being a black woman in society, uh, I think that's very hard on mm-hmm. everybody who's ever experienced that. Yeah. Yeah, anyone who can relate, say I. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I just learned this new term called misogynoir. And it's misogyny and noir, which Mm -hmm. is the the French word for black. And I I just learned that today, which, and it basically means, it's like the interaction and and including both of the intersection of our race and our gender. gender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of the way that we're treated in society, which is definitely worse. (laughs) We have our our, our own term about it. Uh, separate from feminism, separate from misogyny, separate from just yeah. racism in general. Exactly. We have our own category because yeah. it's so... So it's for misogyn- misogyny, which is... Like a hatred of women. Okay. Yeah. Hatred of women, but then like a hatred yeah, so of like black women. It's the hatred of black Don't women. Don't fucking yeah. kill me, yeah. bro! Is I it didn't know that! It's exactly, to describe what we go through, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. It's been labeled. It's been labeled, and it's got a nice one. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Massage noir. That's how I, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That kind of like branches into kind of like the waves of feminism in a way too. Kind of like the third wave of feminism because that kind of speaks on like the intersectional presence of oppression so like being mm-hmm. a black female you are oppressed in two different ways like for your gender and for your race right mm-hmm. so it kind of acknowledges that aspect of it and it's kind of nice that um we have something to kind of describe those processes because like we were not included in the first two waves of what feminism they said black women oh right. yeah like yeah they're yeah, they like black women aren't women basically so like even when we got our like when women got the right to vote i'm pretty sure in america it was 1920 and it was around the same time in canada as well um black women were excluded from that but like it wasn't like written on paper black women can't vote you know but it was like they would put things in the system so that they kind of wouldn't be allowed to, you know? So they'd feel so so discriminated against, they wouldn't go to the voting stations, right? Right. Yeah. And it wasn't until 1965 that black women were like, in, like as an entire entirety, like within Canada and the United States, were able to vote. Like, 1965. 65? Yeah. That was like, right before dad was born. Yeah, dad was literally basically alive. Was your, your mom was alive? My mom was freaking three. Yeah. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah, Just our grandparents are here thriving. Thriving. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so um, yeah it's crazy because not only were black women being oppressed because they were black, so they weren't allowed to vote for that reason, mm-hmm. but then because they were women, they weren't allowed to vote until much later. Mm-hmm. Much later than white women were. Exactly. And if you think about the like sense of blackness within like the context of North America, so Canada in the United States, they we as black people we typically make up the underclass as well, right? right. So like oh, yeah. we're more impoverished. So that's another form of oppression that's usually like held against black women and black men in particular, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before you get into that, while you're pulling it up, um, I think another way it's shown a lot is in the medical field. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. we all know that yeah. black women. Mm-hmm. Pardon? 
Not they're not listening. To. Yeah, they're not listening to you. I did not hear yeah. you at all. <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet one time that said that um, the healthcare system for black women is what the institution of policing looks like to black men. So they're out here literally murdering us, and it goes unnoticed because it's at the hands of a healthcare provider, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen things even like that medical students genuinely believe that we have more of a pain tolerance. That's, that's, yeah, that's it's yeah, literally taught. Yes. Even if you look at well, celebrities, yeah. celebrities, yeah. let's look at Beyonce and Serena Williams. Yeah. They had terrible pregnancies and it's because they weren't believed about yeah. the amount of pain they were in because mm-hmm. they're such strong women. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, yeah, they had terrible pregnancies. Yeah, yeah they did. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Beyonce. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was with the twins with that her twins pregnancy that her was so no. Yeah, and those are rich, like, rich women that everyone knows, mm. but their but cries for help were still ignored because you wow. still then think you, that yeah. they're too strong, exactly. that they don't feel what they're saying. But then you look at stars like Kim Kardashian, and she got the proper medical attention that she that they even have like oh, for, for sure. having your for child sure. for your your you getting girl. millions yeah millions. at least she wasn't exposed to the public though and like she's still yeah like, yes yeah her yes. best yeah, life she didn't want to be exposed to the yeah public. no she like she great. just she got her money she she made her yeah she made a coin literally i hope she had a good pregnancy though. Pregnancies. Yeah. I hope they went well oh, for her. Several, yeah. Yeah, but, she, uh, <laughs> she had babies on babies, man. I guess we won't know. Mm. Um, so did you find uh, oh. everything about microaggressions? Microaggressions, microaggressions mm-hmm. are basically um, oh, I got these. It. It's like coded. Yeah. Okay, read di- it and then decode it. Yeah. Yeah. A, dail- a common daily verbal, vi- behavioral, or environmental communications whether intentional or unintentional, that transmit hostile, derogatory, or negative messages to target a person because they lo- belong to a specific stigmatized group. One more time, yes, yeah. So basically it's like, whether it's intentional or not, you being racist towards a Is that what I say group. whenever I go subconscious by Is that a so, subconscious bias? So y- yeah, so microaggressions yeah, yeah, yeah. are these small things that people don't even notice. Mm-hmm. They're, they can be in the way you talk to someone, the way you interact with them, anything, the way you think about them in your head yeah, so before for, you yeah, look at them. Yeah. So there are these really small things that um, add to the system of racism. They mm-hmm. help portray mm-hmm. these stereotypes. So, for instance, like if somebody were to touch your hair and be like, oh, it's kind of nappy, you know, that's, yeah. that's a microaggression. Okay. They, exactly, yeah. they don't even yeah. think that they're being rude when yeah. they do that. Oh, when they I don't say even understand. racism? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's, it's yeah. unintentional sometimes. Yeah. But it's just there built, it's sometimes, it's built sometimes, into you. Sometimes microaggressions have good intentions. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest parts exactly, about them. Exactly. And, and the hardest part for people to, to accept about understand, them. understand. Yeah. Sure. Oh, it's, it's, they're like, I'm not being racist. I just think that you're. 
I just love your hair. I've never seen it before. Okay, so you're gonna pet me like a fucking dog? Yeah, like, exactly. exactly. Yeah, like for example, I knew this girl, and like every time like her uncle would come to her house and I would go there, like she would be like, "You, you always look mad." Ew. You always say I like that. I looked mad, and I just had like I was so young. I'm in like elementary school, and I, yeah. I just, this is my resting phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I look mad? Yeah, like, literally, seriously. No, you just look like a like, normal girl. Like, I'm a child. Just finding that I was just like, you're always like mad. Like, mm-hmm. like just finding reasons. Because to, like, they always want you to be this happy go lucky person. Yeah, like, I always have to smile them. for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, they want you, you to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. Yes. That's what they want. They don't yeah. want to look at a little black girl and feel any sort of guilt or yeah, anything. Exactly. And anything. that kind of comes with like, the adultification of black little black girls uh, as well so like mm-hmm. adultification is kind of like when you look at a black child and you think that they're automatically older than a white child than their white counterparts and that has really 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 bad consequences on the lives of black children yeah, yeah. so exactly like you're saying when i'm at work and we have all the black ladies literally yell at us because we don't have kids braids because they don't want kids' braids to be long, like the black girls' yes. braids cannot yes. be long exactly. at all. Exactly. Too fast. You get growing exactly. up too fast. Exactly. Exactly. Too and that's fast. what they always say to me. And I'm like, yeah. no, why can't you just get a little purple? Like, exactly. That's too wild. Like, exactly. Okay. And that's and that comes from a place of internalized racism too, yeah. because they don't want their kids to be viewed as older than they are too. Because right. that's society, what they say. yeah, society already looks at them as older than they are, and they're mm-hmm. gonna go through a lot of bullshit because of that. So. Right. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of like a protective stance. Yeah, they're I, I not see, meaning yeah. to. They're not meaning to perpetuate mm-hmm. those, like, like ideologies that's in a type of way. As well as exactly, exactly. Yeah. But then that that's system that's is the internalized. Oh, yeah. Because sure. it from is a young problem. age, uh, from a young age, people automatically assume that you don't need that nurturing, yeah. you don't need that mm-hmm. loving, you don't exactly. need any of that. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up and then... You don't have that. You're missing that. Yeah. Something is like a hole in your heart, and you yeah. grew up. Maybe you are a little bit angrier than other people. Yes. Yeah. But when well, that comes yeah. from somewhere, yeah. that comes from not being loved properly or exactly. something. And exactly. that's not me saying I wasn't loved properly as a yeah. child or anything. But that's just an example and trying to explain where some of that stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like how how mm-hmm. how can you expect different outcomes? Mm-hmm. Like yes. This is how like, people are yeah. treated from, yeah. from the moment. They pop out of the womb. I'm exactly. excited for this generation to have babies. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I think they might, yeah. A little, little, little crazy bit, parents, yeah, but we sure. got a couple We're going to have people being who they want to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and whatever form of themselves that is, like, I'm really excited about that in any way. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. My kids are going to have two moms. I'm so excited for that. They're going to yeah, just have a different gonna... type of view of life. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, and to have, like, Chinese. a black woman as a mom, too. Yeah, you know, like. That's that's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, My kids, who knows if I'm even having them? Thank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you right though. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, big question. Hey everyone, um, it's me, Shayla again, editing still. I just want to give a quick trigger warning for this section. We are talking a lot about sexual abuse and rape specifically. I know that these are definitely uncomfortable topics and hard for people to listen to. Uh, I've bleeped out the words, but maybe if it's something that is a little bit too much for you right now, uh, fast forward the next five or so minutes. I think this kind of like stems into 
the like stereotypes surrounding black women in a sense too for example like the jezebel stereotype mm -hmm. you know so when you look at young black girls a lot of the times they're over sexualized and why is that like mm. why why is society looking at them as if they are these sexual beings when they're eight nine ten years old you know yeah and there's a reason for that it's it's because it's been embedded into the system that they are these sexual beings that black women are inherently sexual that they're promiscuous that they they want they want and thrive sexual encounters especially with white men that's that's the biggest thing. Really? So yeah, that's a big thing surrounding um, the Jezebel stereotype because um, basically it was created to justify the sexual abuse at the hands of the slave yeah, owners. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. Yeah. To um, a, what are you gonna ask? I was just gonna say like, why do you need to justify that? Like, if you're gonna do it anyway. Exactly, but. and that they didn't make you feel better. Exactly, like, so you can sleep at night. Like, honestly, oh, I her because she's just so exotic. She's so beautiful. That beautiful brown skin, I. And I, I just couldn't help myself, mm -hmm. and that's what it was. And people mm -hmm. were like, "You know what? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Eh. Black black women have characteristically bigger assets. Assets like you know we're curvy. Well, mm -hmm. not me, but some are curvy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, well, how could you resist exactly taking all of that mm -hmm. and giving it for yourself and, for and sure. everything? And for th sure. that's where that came from it also stemmed from the the jealousy of white women as well because they needed yes. that yeah they needed that justification to why their husbands were out there all the slaves Instead they needed, like yeah. with your own wife yeah exactly yeah. like oh so well, they she's needed such that a whore do you see yeah she's a whore yeah. exactly like she's asking for it she wanted to be because she is inherently promiscuous she wants those encounters to justify those atrocities against them is basically where that came from just like the mammy archetype was created in a type of way like that too it kind of um went directly against the jezebel stereotype so they were very desexualized characters so like they were typically seen as like bigger older women who are like in the household who were taking care of the children, the white children. But then when they were taking care of the white children, that those children became their world and they stopped caring about the lives of their own children and their own family. So it was kind of seen as like a, you know how like an Uncle Tom character type is as seen as a traitor to the black race? Yeah. That's kind of what the mammy is seen like too because yes. she hates her blackness. She hates yes. that part of herself. She wants to be in that white family because because of that you know yeah. and a lot of things stem from that as well because like they were so desexualized and they like to the point where they were kind of compared to men in that type of aspect mm -hmm. too so this was also used to justify the sexual exploitation of like the mammy character character type um, of the mm -hmm. enslaved people um, because since she was very emasculated it kind of seemed like why why would my white husband cheat on me with this like ugly black slave you know yeah. mm -hmm. but in reality since they were in the house so much they were exposed to more sexual sexual exploitation at the hands of their slave owners right mm -hmm. yeah man i was reading some more stuff about that too mm -hmm. like and it was like they're talking about like the characteristic smile like the aunt jemima yes thing and it's like they were saying like they made the smile to make it seem like she was happy to be yeah. there and mm -hmm. happy to be doing mm -hmm. things for a white family but really also the double meaning is like she's smiling and she's pretending that she's happy while she's also plotting like when she's gonna escape from this, mm -hmm. this life of like hell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like being forced to like feed these white children yeah. like i also read that they like 
aggressive. Would literally like sexually abuse like the black women at the same time as the white woman like was getting pregnant so that mm-hmm. she would have kids at the same time so that she could have like milk the child mm-hmm. and the white woman yeah. didn't have to so that she didn't have to like ruin her body so then wow. she has to they're, neglect they're her called kids. wet nurses and mm-hmm. it happened mm-hmm. for yeah, like, no, centuries after no that like that's all i wanted because okay. she didn't do that yeah. it's the fact that like yeah. it, it, it happened after slavery yeah. was abolished for a really mm-hmm. long time and honestly i feel like it, it might still be a thing it probably like, is it probably is um even like Kim Kardashian still getting someone else pregnant, yes. so it doesn't ruin. Well, I mean, she did have a, a bad pregnancy, but so of course I can't she really chose a that. black woman to be the surrogate. Yeah. Like that's just like if you think about it in that way. Of course she would choose a black woman, you know, yeah. because she might represent that like kind of manny archetype. And she and doesn't even know exactly. She doesn't yeah, know. It's just she doesn't know. Enforced. And the thing, the thing about stereotypes too, it's there's a little bit of truth surrounded by a big, big fat lie, you know. Yeah. So like, so like. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. Like, we, like, we are strong, up, we are hard. Yeah, exactly. Because of our history. But that doesn't mean that we're immune to everything that exactly. you're doing to us. And that doesn't mean that you can justify that. Exactly. Yeah. Justify exactly. abusing us mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Something I think that um, I want to just dive back into I think that there's a little bit more to say about both the Jezebel and the Mammy stereotype and how sure. they're reflected today. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Jezebel is. The justification for every that happens to this day yeah. of any black woman. Yes. Why are black women not reporting their race? Exactly. Like yeah. it's, exactly. it's 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 exactly it's seen um, in the police force. It's seen when they're not taking witness statements mm-hmm. seriously. That's exactly. another thing with the with the strong black woman. Mm-hmm. In the she's too system, she's yeah. too strong to like she didn't that's not something that actually bothers her okay. that's not something that actually affected her because she can't be she raped. did yeah. she she got because look at look at her to this day like mm-hmm. look at look at that ass on her of course she got exactly. look at the way it looks it looks in her pants mm-hmm. or like the jeans she's wearing anything like that mm-hmm. so i think it's like that is still applied today yeah mm-hmm. and then exactly the mammy is still applied today yeah it's, exactly. it's still to this day, yeah. exactly. to this day like, exactly. something that we see all the time uh-huh. yeah Exactly. Even, yeah, like, growing up, just, like, being big and all that stuff, being told to pick up things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm always with the boys to go pick up, Yeah. I don't know, heavy stuff. And because you're just a bubbly like, person, like, you. Yeah, and I made myself like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not your fault. No, 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 I'm fine with that. Like, I have a bubbly personality, but yes. I pushed mm-hmm. myself even more to just to that, be yeah. open to anybody sure. and nurse anybody and help anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. You become selfless. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, for sure. That's I think, Yeah, I you, can kind of relate. Oh, sorry, what are you going to... I was just going to say, do you think that you resorted into the mammy because that was what a way that you? you felt, like, kind of the only way that you felt... Appreciated in your groups, like, oh, well, they want me around because I take care of them. Is that Mm -hmm. is that what you think? Yeah, well, like coming to Peterborough, I was super outgoing because I was used to being outgoing in Oshawa, let's say, Mm -hmm. and then coming to Peterborough, it's 
a bunch of white kids and they look at you weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I know how to flip this weirdness mm-hmm. by you being need to bring something quirky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, embodying those stereotypes is what kind of makes you uncomfortable uncom- uh, in those situations because, like, I remember because like we grew up together, we were very good friends growing up together. Like Donna Mae would just be standing there, and then somebody would put a phone in her face and be like, "Say, oh hell no," nah, or something like and that. And then I would have to be like, "Oh hell no." Nah. Yeah, exactly. You, you would have to do those types of things. Oh hell no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally in those yeah. types of situations because they would put you in there. But then I noticed that people would laugh. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then so I would start taking part in it exactly. too. Exactly. I remember like even stealing Evan. Oops, should I not say that? Who cares? Well, wait, wait. <laughs> Stealing crispers from a guy, and I just did it myself. I was like, give me those crispers. And I ran, and I just like literally did a whole ass coon run through the yes, yes. And people just laughed. And I just, it, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it was just. Because well, it's, it's like easier to embody yeah. stereotypes than it is to stand against them. Uh, yeah, exactly. To say, well, well that's not who I am. Because mm-hmm. you, you bring more to the table mm-hmm. than. Oh, sure. for sure. Uh-huh. No. Then, yeah. Grown a lot. Oh, exactly. hell no. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. But it's easier, especially when you're young and you grew up in a city like Peterborough. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you're already mm-hmm. outcasted, you need to find whatever it is that that makes people in in your opinion like you and that might not be why people like you at all yeah. but it's whatever and it because people whatever are going to be looking is, yeah. at you that's another thing like people are going to be talking to me even if i'm not looking at them even mm-hmm. if i wasn't outgoing or anything that people are going to mm-hmm. be looking at you at all yeah. times you're a, i'm the only black person exactly. walking around exactly yeah. so you need to make area. a way that you're yeah. comfortable with them viewing sure. you. exactly and then, even if it makes you a little bit ashamed or yeah. out, like mm-hmm. you kind of hate what they're doing but you're like for sure well whatever. whatever yeah and then if you try to stand against that especially in a young age with no supporters mm-hmm. what are you really supposed to do yeah right? like accept embody all of those types of characteristics and like yes like I did the same thing too growing up as well, you know. Like I would dress in a certain way because that's how people would view. I still dress this insane, you know, like because that's how people would view me. Yeah. Like for example, um, when I was in high school, I was out at rugby practice one day, and um, at rugby practice we just wore our spandex shorts and then like a little t-shirt, like everybody else wore because we were just practicing, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of the white female teachers came out and she was like touching my arm and stuff like that and being like how could you even dress that way like how could you look that they way how are you tore you literally apart. yeah they're like she was like how are you comfortable with people seeing your body in that type of way when i'm sitting there dressed like every single other person on the yeah. field but the only difference was that i was black you know yeah. so like it's kind of like you start to internalize those things so maybe the next day i'd go to school without wearing a bra or in a a short a a top a little shorter you know to kind of like make a point you know Mm -hmm. is that kind of like how you guys felt i wonder how things would go because like um we're talking about how you put those stereotypes not on yourself but i mean like you internalize those Mm -hmm. stereotypes you were the not jezebel let's say but what's the one that's like really like is it roxette or something like that like, you were, like, that outgoing person, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, people are going to look at you, especially, like, white teachers are going to go ahead and try to, like, Push stomp on down. that fire. Yeah. But, like, what if, like, someone that's more quiet, like, did you ever get, like, did teachers ever say anything yeah. to you? How did did yeah. you dress like oh, that? A lot of my teachers always said that I talked a lot. When you don't? Yeah, no. I just, I was just thinking about that for a second, like... I wonder if that that's if personalities like personalities would make a difference, and that stems from mm-hmm. stereotypes. How was it for you? Um, when I was in high school, I think I definitely got sexualized like 
for sure. I, mm-hmm. I definitely got dress coded literally all the time. I used to do these things. I would wear the same outfit as one of my friends. Like, we would... Oh, yeah. Uh, I would you know what I well. imagine? Friends yeah. in middle school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We loved still it. did it in high school, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> we're weird. You're so quirky. But we're so quirky and fun. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and then, like, I would get dress coded, but my friend wouldn't. Mm-hmm, but, that happened to me as well. Um, I did have a... I did have a lot of people in the school like my I didn't get targeted as much I don't think in my education um when I was younger I got put as gifted so I don't think that they were able to stream me into like Mm -hmm. lower academic grades or anything because I had like my own IEP saying stuff like like that so I, I I had a I don't I didn't get really a that's lot of a discrimination against in, in but then school. Again, but then again, that's a different type of Yeah, but then again, they hold you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, at the well, it was of, really high standards sure. that I had to be at. at but all, at the sure. hands yes, of your yes, peers, yes, yes. I remember when I was I just got into high school. So Shayla was in grade eleven at the time. Her like, cause we both went through the IB stream as well, right? Her friends figured out that she had an IEP and Shayla got ripped apart for it. Well, yeah, everyone thought I was stupid. Like, yeah. my, my, everyone around me thought I was dumb, but I got really high grades. Exactly. But they just, like, they, like, just didn't expect that of me. So they, my peers would laugh in my face, but it wasn't mm-hmm. my teachers that were the ones doing it. Yeah. But I did get, I did get a lot of being way too chatty. Uh, there was my, in one of my history classes, uh, Apparently, I was too chatty with my friends, even though my friends were coming to talk to me at my desk. Bro, that yeah. the entire yeah, yeah, and the entire year I wasn't allowed to move from that one desk, even though the rest of the class got free roam. Even if we had like a work period, I had to sit at my desk at the front because like I was too disruptive. But I've always been a really good student, so mm-hmm. so that was something that that did. So I, I guess. What? take the time to think about what happened to me in the education stream i definitely can think of a lot of situations um but i think that i i kind of clouded my experience with just being like no it was fine and it just because i didn't experience i experienced a lot of microaggressions i didn't experience a lot of those those macro ones those ones that Mm -hmm. that are really explicitly Mm -hmm. racist so i kind of think about it as a happier and also but just like for clothing wise it was just fat So, speaking of microaggressions, there are definitely tons that are applied to all of us Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So, why don't we break that down? Oh, yeah. Okay, I also, like, like, one day I came into class and, like, I came in with a tea and the teacher, like, was so mad at me for just bringing a tea into class for some reason. But my other friend, who had this exact same thing, not a word said, my other white friend, not yep. a word said, <laughs> loved her. Like, I would get way lower grades than her, and I'm literally not being a smart-ass or whatever, but, like, <laughs> I was smarter than her. Yeah. yeah you didn't yeah. De- deserve that. No. Oh. But my grades were significantly lower than yeah. theirs. Like, just in that class. Just mm-hmm. my class. Mm-hmm. And then in all that the other That was the only class that got bad grades, and it was so fucking easy. Because mm-hmm. you are a scholar. I'm not literally not trying to rank, but, like, <laughs> you student. Student. Yeah, that's student. fine. That's yes. fine. That's fine. It's like things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a similar experience um, within my high school where I had a tea as well. Me and my good friend Aisha had a tea, 
and we brought it into the library and then so we sit down and then the librarian starts screaming my name from across the library she's like alicia get over here now and i'm like okay like because we 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 didn't like each other like there's no reason for a teacher not to like you exactly there's and like unless you're distracted for sure and like as like you were saying too like you're you were always like a good student like yeah so was i like i was always like very prominent in my studies so like there's like no reason for that hatred to exist in the first place. She also yeah. targeted Shayla on multiple occasions, but we can get into that later. Yeah, we're not boys. Yeah. <laughs> Her and I. Yeah. <laughs> not boys. Not boys. <laughs> but <laughs> so anyways, I'm like, okay, she's going to yell at me. Let's get this done, girly girl. So then I go over there and she's like, um, if you bring it to you onto the carpet again, I'm going to call your mom like da 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 da. And then like if you kind of even just unpack that that's a microaggression in itself like i'm gonna call your mom just because i'm a black woman like you're not I've gonna call my dad before yeah, yeah you're not gonna call my dad like it's not or i'm gonna call, I'm your, gonna parents. call your parents or it's, it's i'm gonna your call guardian your mom. which is technically the right thing to say exactly you don't know about anybody you don't know the situation and especially she loki didn't know the situation and we didn't even have a mom at the time so wow. like yeah, yeah we had a dad we had a dad that's what we had so like what what are you doing what are you saying that for <laughs> what are you saying that for that same librarian too on a different occasion um me and Aisha again Aisha is also half black but she is very white passing so it's um it's a little bit different you know you're adding we're adding her so hard we're getting sued for definition so um yeah and on another instance me and my good friend Aisha again who is um she's she looks yeah, 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 no, yeah, I should, she does, she She is, yeah, she is, she is, she looks, she looks, she doesn't look what she is, you know, like, she is half, she's half Ethiopian, half white, but she's, like, more white passing than she is black passing, you know? Yeah. Um, however, we all know our hair, she, all this teaching staff knew her heritage, so, like, she still faced some discrimination at the hands of being half black. Um, and in this case, it was at the hands of our librarian again, girly girl, our fave, fave person in that school. Um, one day we were in one of the rooms in the library, like Kenner had conference rooms, did like Holy Cross or? Yeah. Yeah. So we had like these conference rooms where it was like private from the rest of the library where you could just kind of like study with your friends. So we were in there with a couple other, um, a couple other friends who were not black. And we decided, <laughs> we decided one day that we wanted to listen to some music and have a little dance party, which is like, what's wrong with that? Why can't you have a little dance party? Yeah, like, yeah. we're not disrupting anybody. We're away from the rest of the library. So then, um, yeah, like we kind of like turned the lights off. The kid was on the, like the one little boy was like dancing on the table. And then like, um, the librarian's husband actually came in. He kicked us all out of the library for the day. And we were like, okay, whatever, what the fuck, but okay. And then the next day, me and Aisha go to go back in the library, and we were banned. And we were banned for the rest of our lives. Like, to this day, still not allowed in Kenner Collegiate's library. Like, I'm still banned to this day. banned from the library as a student? As a student? For life. Also, you were, like, paying at that school, too. Yes, yes, yes exactly. You were paying exactly. money, like, versus, like, public school. But, like, did, was it, only it was just the two of you? Yeah, yeah it was okay. only me and Aisha who got banned, and the other people there were not black or had no black in them or any type yes. of white right so then like we kind of recognize that we we're like okay like i think we're being discriminated against this isn't this doesn't seem fair so we went to the principal so um when we went to the principal the principal was like okay i see what you guys are saying let's have a meeting with the library librarian mm-hmm. so then we get into a meeting with the librarian and um aisha starts to voice her concerns 
And then she got very overwhelmed and started crying. So then I stepped in. So when I was talking, they kept telling me, they were like, why are you so mad? Why are you yelling at us and stuff? And I'm talking, I'm talking the way I'm talking to you guys too. As yeah. I was just trying to get my point across, you know, like yeah. I, I did not approach, I would never ever in a million years approach somebody in a higher position than I am with hostility. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm not gonna go to my elder in the freaking library who controls everything I can do there and be like, fuck you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I didn't do that. I was just being like, hey, like, I think we're being discriminated against. Why why are we the only people not allowed in the library, you know? Yeah. So, but then, yeah, they were putting me under, like, the Sapphire kind of character. Mm, the angry black Yeah, that angry black woman. I was oh. yelling at them just because I wanted to get my point across, you know what I mean? So it was like... Was anything resolved in the end for me? Absolutely not. Still banned. <laughs> um, I have this one memory of being in high school, uh, Alicia and I being on the same rugby team, oh and <laughs> we are playing, I think it's Campbellford, and we're playing Oh, no, it's Norwood, Norwood. Norwood on our home turf. Mm-hmm. You know, we're super excited, like our dad, um... Came to watch the game. Came to watch the it game. It was also my first rub- rugby game, and I played up for the seniors, so yeah, it was so a big she, day for so us. it was a big day, <laughs> and then, like, we just started hearing bunch of niggers from the crowd and hearing mm-hmm. yeah. could, that they, we could only run fast because we were used to running from the car. Yeah, they started well, when, yeah. when they yeah. tackled well, us, they would call us like a nigger and yeah. stuff. Who's they, this? What? Nor- Norwood. I Norwood feel like team. it was Campbellford. Oh, it might have been. It, honestly, it, it happened Norwood. more than once when we were yeah, playing rugby. Yeah. They were screaming at us. Sports in like, high school, that's what sports in high school was filled with, was getting called mm-hmm. yes. that. Mm-hmm. So, but so this story happens. Alicia ends up kicking this girl in the face probably with her cleats <laughs> on. Okay, okay. They get in a little, get in a little brawl in the middle the, of a scrum, in the middle of a of a the thing. And it happens all the time in rugby too. It's a contact sport. You're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get into tips with people. Mm-hmm. But but then she was the thing is like especially because it's like like my sister was on the field. She's directing these comments at my sister too and stuff like that. And she did an illegal tackle on me. She did a high tackle around my neck. So obviously I'm gonna be like, what the fuck's going on? So then we get into our little tiff. We we're we fighting. See, this is this is where kind of some craziness comes in. Because I was so afraid of the angry black woman stereotype, even though we were the ones getting called. Yeah. All of these yeah, bad we things. This fight is happening. I grab Alicia by the jersey and drag her off of a girl. Yeah, off she's the girl. like, you're in a bear. Every now. single... <laughs> I drag her. Like, I literally have her... Like, like picture a mom dragging their kid I by the ear. That's yeah, literally yeah. me. And I take her, Alicia, behind the sidelines. Like, no one's around. I'm like, you're a fucking embarrassment to our family. How dare you do mm-hmm. that? You need to take the high row. Blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like... Sucks that you, you have to take the high row. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. that shouldn't have happened. But no. then... But, but the... No, I didn't even say you need to take the high row. Because at that point, I didn't hear what they were saying to us. Mm-hmm. So I was just like... You, you're disgusting. Yeah. Like, you disgust me. Don't fight. Don't bring that on to us. Don't make exactly. us look bad. Because we already look bad. We already look too aggressive. So don't make us look bad. I freak out on her. Alicia's like trying to explain to me. She's in tears. I'm like, get the, I literally am like, get out of my sight. Like, just walk away mm-hmm. right now. And then I come back and I hear from the rest of the team what's happening. And then I'm like, well, well I just um, publicly embarrassed Alicia. Yeah. And not to mention too, um, we got, it was like, when I was fighting the girl on the field too, we were like, it wasn't like I hit her first or anything like that. She tackled me. She did an illegal tackle. She started it. You know what I mean? She's calling my sister the N word in front of my face. She's calling me. She's also, they're also calling us freaking bong, quiqui, shaniqua. Like, did you yeah, make all of those- just brought up so much PTSD. So bad. So oh my God. <laughs> Stop filming. Mm. 
Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so they're also calling us all these names too. So, but if you look at the context of the people who are in authority during that game, the referees, I got a red card. I wasn't allowed to play. I wasn't freaking allowed to play for six games after yeah. that. But it was okay because I was on the senior team and that wasn't actually my league. But like, I still got to play rugby. But I got a red card and the girl got nothing. She got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to also say that the parents were saying it from the sidelines. Oh, yeah. So exactly. my dad's in the crowd and can hear them talking about us that mm-hmm. way. And my dad was, our, our dad was like, you just need to take the high road. Like, we, we've been taught from a young age that this is in our fight to fight because it's, because you get put like that. Mm-hmm. But basically, exactly. how this ended up getting resolved was the, the, the principal at the time, because, like, I was mad. I lost it on the coaches after I was like how dare you like where was everyone sticking up for us like yeah, why, exactly. why did that game go on past that like yeah. I was mad they should have um, should have been stopped they should have been kicked like out. I, yeah. I literally like, at the end of the game at the end of the game I, I straight up I think I ripped my jersey off and threw it at one of the coaches and like walked off because yeah. I was so mad yeah. and then I um I actually don't know if I did that though I might be just glorifying what I did and thinking I'm so great at the time. I think you, you I don't know if you I remember it taking course, my shirt she, like, off. Threw it. I was she definitely pissed. threw it. I remember but that. But basically how it got resolved was the principal was like, oh that's so wrong. I'm gonna do something to get them kicked out of the league. Bah, bah, bah. And then it was a so that happened on a Thursday night and that was a Friday the principal talks to me and he's like, yeah I'm gonna call I'm gonna get this stuff resolved. This is so wrong I'm getting like I'm gonna get those the coach written up. I'm gonna get those kids written up blah 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 and then monday comes around i ask him like what happened he's like oh uh look i'm just waiting to hear back then just radio silence after radio that silence. and then i was still again too afraid to be the angry black mm-hmm. girl so i just like take left that it. Stand. i was yeah. like whatever i can't even like it's so deep you know what i mean it's, it's hard like, literally walking into any high school building like every day mm-hmm. it's always some type of microaggression you know what i mean someone's always saying something to you you know what i mean Oh, say that again? I think something... I think something maybe that might be applied to you again about the whole Miami thing is the fact that you were very popular around town and in high school and everything, but you're very popular because of that role. Only because I'm black. Yeah, because of that. (laughs) Yeah, so Pete, and like, I feel like maybe you were kind of fetishized like people yes. just wanted yeah. you to oh, be sure, their sure. token and black friend it'd be crazy because i would get that's how i even got to know people yeah because they would just message me on snapchat or something like that and you'd be like hey come to my party yeah because hey, you were that like that i want to come here mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh okay yeah i'll do that okay and i just became for sure but then when know. you show up to those situations it's cameras in your face you yeah know? Like, exactly it's and also excluding you. it was it's so funny whenever i would just come over and they notice that i'm not literally like hyper and crazy, crazy all the time all you know the what time, i mean yeah. i'm sitting down and i'm listening they're like well like this isn't what we like, expected you. Exactly like, yeah. not like, what because wanted. you were like a caricature they want you to put on a show for exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. you were just like a minstrel yeah. show yeah. 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 yeah 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 but and then sometimes like back back in the day i would put it on for them i know damn well and i got so excited whenever i got invited to somewhere big yeah. you know what i mean i put i think in my head what am i gonna wear what am i gonna say exactly you know exactly it gets deep for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. But in school, I don't know. I went to a lot of schools too. Yeah, you really did. You <laughs> I did. went to a lot of schools. I went to every end of Peterborough. What about just microaggressions in daily life? Um, or stereotypes that you guys kind of constantly oh, see yourself put into? Just yesterday, not yesterday, maybe two days ago, I was at my old friend's house and um, the grandma came home and um, she didn't know who I was because she has Alzheimer's, but she's known me as a child. And she 
just goes, oh, hi. And she was so surprised that there was a black, black person, person in the house. Like, she was so scared. And I'm just like, Grandma, it's me. It's Sodom. And she goes, oh, okay, okay. And then turns to my other white friend and goes, if you stay out in the sun, you're going to look like her. <gasps> Shut up. Yes. And that was two days ago. Like, literally, it's just every single other day I go, ah, ha, ha, ha. Because that was nice <laughs> to hear. And I just walk hear. away. Like, on, uh, that felt great. Like... They oh, get to get away with like, it too. Like I feel like the oh, older huh. generation, yeah. I used to get away with it. always hear. So I remember my best friend in for a really long period of my life. One of my best friends, my first time meeting their grandparents. That girl and her mom sat me down beforehand, and they were like, "Okay, look, like my grandpa's really old, so he might just say racist things." Like we, <laughs> and then like even I was kind of seeing someone a while ago over the holidays in the past and then they were like I don't know how my grandparents are gonna talk about you when you get there I and it's like do not fucking brief me on how to act yeah. when your grandparents are racist brief your fucking grandparents on how to uh, act when uh, I'm in their uh, house why is it it's always the why is it why is it me they shouldn't be being okay. racist towards me why and why is that the responsibility on me to it's not, not react even old people sometimes like I remember even in high school I got close with this one girl and it's funny because she gives me a lot of stuff now. But anyways, <laughs> um, but I we always made plans because we wanted to go to her house. But then she's like, we can't go to my house. My my parents are racist. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't know what else to say. Like, oh, great. Great for me. Yeah. Can't get rides with them to the dance. Yeah. Like, like yeah. what? Why don't you? Ch- why do you make them change? Grandparents. White so grandparents are like really scary. Have you had a lot of occasions to meet them? Um, not really, honestly. Or just like in general. Yeah, man. Um, like, th- and sometimes when you're not brief too, it's like I would rather I'd kind of rather be brief, but it does suck that we have to be the ones that have to take charge of the situation exactly. and be the better person. Oh my god! But it's like, should you not brief your grandparent to be like? Yeah. yeah, you're old and you have these terrible beliefs, but you need to be respectful. Exactly. Yes. They, you yeah. can be respectful. Yes. There's no need to, like, just outwardly express yeah, how racist you are. Can grandpa, you not hold yourself? Yeah. Like that? <laughs> it's grandpa. This is my best friend. They're coming over to hang out to have dinner with us. Don't be a terrible human being for yeah, three hours while they're at my ha- our house. It's yeah. like, but then that just goes to show that the burden is always on black people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always on black people, no matter the circumstance, to either explain their oppression or I totally just lost my train of thought on everything to explain their <laughs> oppression. To this day, it's on black people. Why do black people need to remain calm when a police officer is holding a gun in their face? When police officers can't remain calm when a black person is holding, a black child is holding a toy gun. Yeah, Um, and this like, even even though Jagmeet Singh isn't black, but he is a racialized person, that that can even go to show that when he was in, I, I believe it was the House of Commons, correct? He was in the House of Commons and he was displaying that um, the leader of another party is racist because the leader of that party is racist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What's and going on? So, yeah, so basically he got kicked out of the House of Commons for speaking inappropriately, even so he was just outlining what was going on. Like, it was it's just... Like when it, but then the burden's on him. Like, he's asked to apologize for what he said, mm-hmm. even so, like, what what is he to apologize for? He's just speaking right. facts, you know? He was literally, too, like, the worst part is he was, like, trying to put forth a motion that was literally, like, take accountability that things are happening just recognize it it was literally just like recognize that this is happening and this mm-hmm. person was like no yeah and he was literally. like so you're racist then yeah yes <laughs> and he kicked out yeah he he got kicked out like what 
What? That just shows. Yeah, it just goes to show that the burden is never on white people. It's always on the racialized other, you know? There's so much shit. So much shit. Honestly, guys, I think we got a great amount I of information. Think so I think we got too. it. So should we just um, do a little bit of an outro? I also feel like a cute outro would be like, thanks for listening to these black girls chatter. For no, no, we'll, to... no, we'll end it like this. I'm Donna May. I'm Nicole. I'm Alicia. I'm Shayla. And thanks for listening to black girls chatter. No, us black girls chatter. Yeah, us black what girls chatter. What did you chatter. say? That's what you said. said. These. These. Oh, these. That's even better. Yeah. These, these black girls chatter. Thank you, everyone. Thank um, you. So where you can follow us right now or find us, uh, it's just on Instagram at Black Girls Chatter. We're not on Facebook or Twitter or anything else at this moment. You can also email us at blackgirlschatter at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we're really looking forward to bringing more content to you guys. We're looking at posting once, maybe twice a week from now on. Uh, we're definitely just a work in progress. This is definitely new territory for everyone. So. For sure. We're just going to string you along the way and, yes, and you can uh, work with us and build with us. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I'm Donna May. I'm Nicole. I'm Alicia. And I'm Shay. And, and thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to, to these Black, black Girls, girls Chatter. chatter. <laughs>